0: Hello, this is Michael Vermillion from J.D. Power, and welcome to the J.D. Power Travel Podcast number 3. Today I have with me uh, Mike Taylor, who leads our travel practice at J.D. Power, and Jenny Corwin, who's our Chief Consumer Insights Analyst for the travel practice. So um, good day, uh, Mike and uh, Jenny. Good day. So topic number one, Mike, let's start with airlines. Uh, Recently in the news... Uh, so a couple of news items. One about Delta, one about American. Uh, so the uh, one about Delta is that the uh, CEO is declaring that uh, they're moving to free in Wi-Fi, uh, and and that's potentially coming. And then at American, at the same time, we saw American raising bag fees and then announcing they're going to raise drink prices by a dollar. So uh, so what do you make of these um, these two these two uh, announcements or, or developments?
1: Well, Well, the in-flight Wi-Fi is definitely something that's going to come to all airlines and airports as we know them. Um, The idea that you have to sign in and pay $5 or $15 or whatever is going to go the way of the dodo uh, simply because people demand it. Um, It also works a little bit in the favor of the economics of um, Mm -hmm. aircraft, which is if I have a Wi-Fi system that is up and running and people can access it, They can stream their own uh, entertainment, uh, do their own um, pastimes, such as doing emails or checking Instagram, whatever people do. uh, And that makes the flight more enjoyable. And the aircraft doesn't have to have an in-screen or back-of-the-seat entertainment system which saves on uh, the cost of the aircraft. And about 95%, 96% of people uh, bring their own screen onto an aircraft, whether it's a smartphone, the tablet, or a computer laptop. So this is just the harbinger, the uh, advent of the trend that's going to come to all the airlines, which is people are demanding that they be hooked up seamlessly, effortlessly, and all the time without any stopping to pay and it'll just become part of the uh, mainstream experience of your airline flight.
2: OK, thanks,
0: Mike. Uh, Jenny, uh, next topic on uh, hotels. So I recently saw some uh, news where there's an article talking about the fact that uh, hotels are seeing occupancy and demand soaring, but ADRs remaining flat. Uh, so any, any thoughts from the uh, Consumer Insights Group at J.D. Power on, uh, on why hotels are seeing this?
2: Yeah, I think the the why is this is a combination of multiple things. And I know they really got into this pretty big in the uh, hotel data conference recently. So um, the, the options are right. Price transparency through OTAs, um, but also the, the increased shopping behaviors. I, I think the why is less of a concern uh, as to the, you know, how to stop it and where the focus should be. Are we measuring the right things? Is occupancy the right focus for hotel use or should there be more of a concentration on uh, ADR actually, which um, based on a lot of our research, you would say ADR is a little bit more indicative of whether or not you're attracting the right customer for what you're offering. So if you are in that rush just to meet occupancy targets and you're lowering your ADR in order to do that, you may be attracting people who are not going to be your loyal customers. They're not going to stay with you. And they may do damage to your brand overall by leaving negative reviews or you know, if they're not a match to what you have to offer um, there's some risk there. So um, obviously there's benefits in terms of Rev bar and, and uh, hotel rooms are an expiring commodity, right one night and they're gone. but um, I, I think that brands need to be really cognizant of that that risk um, in terms of just trying to drive occupancy as opposed to making sure you're getting the right guest for what you're offering, which generally is a function of your ADR.
0: Okay, thanks, Jenny. So, focusing on the right metrics is important for uh, for the hotels, uh, the hotel brands. Um, Mike, uh, third topic on airports. Uh, one of the winners of the 2018 um, JD Power uh, airport study was uh, John Wayne Airport in Orange County. And um, they recently made some changes and uh, um, what can be described by some people in the industry as, as a movement towards quiet airports. And so, I wanted to see if you could. Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, what this means and, and how it impacted uh, the voice of the customer uh, and customer satisfaction results for, uh, for John Wayne Airport.
1: Okay, well, the trend uh, for all airports is, for the most part, probably 90% of them are setting passenger volume records every month, every year, sometimes every week. Uh, so it's uh, sort of the old Yogi Bearism, which is uh, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Uh, so they're trying to uh, create a more of a little island of refuge. Refuge. Um, in that travel experience, uh, making things a bit more calm and more peaceful. And we've seen th- that John Wayne, as you mentioned, which won our large category uh, for the past two years, implemented several things to make their airport more calming to the passenger. Now, the first thing they did was repaint it into sort of a taupe color or some kind of uh, creamy brown that's uh, rather soothing or at least soothing to the eye. They took out a bunch of TV screens that were scattered amongst the terminal or in the terminal to reduce the uh, visual pollution. They toned down the volume and the number of overhead announcements to make the airport quieter on a uh, kind of an average basis. And that really helped a lot. We saw their rankings jump dramatically in our JD Power North America study of airports in the last two years. So they've been a winner for the last two years in a row. And that's one of the things that um, passengers are looking for uh, when they come to the uh, airport. I'm Right now speaking to you from the Miami Airport Centurion Lounge from of American Express which is a little bit away from the you know far from the madding crowd uh, out in the terminal and I'm on a little quiet corner here which is uh, a relatively relaxing for the two hours I've got to spend before my flight so that kind of calmness and uh, a feeling that you're um, uh, away from you know the hustle and bustle of what an airport looks like and feels like today is really craved by a lot of the passengers, and it's hard to deliver uh, simply because there's just so many people in terminals. But yeah, we see that as a a definite uh, positive for folks. The other thing that we also see in the data is that airports that are smaller and not growing as fast tend to have a little bit better uh, score inflation, a little bit better scoring than the airports are growing really fast simply because, you know, as you get more crowded, um, it's harder to negotiate the terminals. It's harder to read the signage because you're dodging people uh, on your way to your gate. Uh, you're parking farther away in the parking lot because the parking lot is more full. So there's a lot of stress in a very busy airport and a lot less stress at an airport that's not so busy.
0: Well, uh, because I'm speaking to you from a, a quiet uh, corner at the Fort Lauderdale Airport, uh, Mike, I, I, I agree with you. So, uh, Mike and Jenny, thanks so much for joining us this week. And thanks to everyone for listening to the J.D. Power Travel Podcast. To learn more about the J.D. Power Travel Practice, please visit us on jdpower.com business. And we'll see you next time.